Welcome to Life According to Jess. I am your host, Jessica Anderson, and today I wanted to talk about the phrase, money doesn't buy happiness. It's interesting, I've heard that through my whole life, lots of people quote it, and while I can agree to this sentiment, I actually largely disagree with the blanket statement. Growing up, I was in a family that wasn't very well off and it taught me a lot of things that I'm very grateful for. We didn't have a large house, so we spent a lot of time close together and I was able to spend time with my siblings and we shared a room, which I loved. We didn't feel like we had to have the most stylish of clothes or the latest fads. We learned to share a lot and we learned to get by without a lot as well. And then in my adult life, being married, we also have not been well off for pretty much our entire marriage. And we've had some of the best times doing things that required no money and being creative and just valuing the time that we had together. So I think there's a lot of great lessons that you can learn from not having a lot of money. So in that aspect, I agree, money doesn't buy happiness. You have to choose to be happy. And even if you do have money, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be happy. However, I have recently experienced being able to finally cover our bills and still have some money to put away into savings. And let me tell you, the difference between living paycheck to paycheck not sure whether or not you're going to be able to pay your bills versus knowing that you have enough money to pay your bills, you just need to budget it. I mean, the the difference is very vast. When my husband and I were going through his stretch of unemployment, things were very heavy. We felt depressed. We felt overwhelmed. We never knew from one week to the next if we were going to be able to pay all of our bills coming up, whether or not we could afford food. And the stress of that is something that you can feel physically. It's effect, it, it affected my personal physical health. The day that my husband got offered a job and he signed a contract and we knew for sure that he was employed because we'd had a couple of instances where we had been told that he had a job and then he didn't actually get the job. So having him sign a contract, knowing that he was employed, I felt so much lighter. And I had been really struggling. I mean, not being able to meet your basic needs is so difficult. And I really wanted to make friends, but I felt like I was spending all of my energy just worried about being able to 
to take care of our family and supporting my husband in his search for a job and wanting to buy food but feeling guilty about spending any money. And so the moment that he was offered that job and I felt that weight lifted off of me, I felt an increase of energy like I had not felt in a very long time. I would say that I'm more of an introvert, but I also really wanted to make friends. I got invited to a girls game night with a bunch of women in my local community who I really didn't know that well. And I, despite having a lot of social anxiety about the situation, I felt like I had enough mental capacity to extend myself out of my comfort zone and go to that game night because the weight of finances was not as heavy as it was. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this right now is I know so many people are struggling. The holidays are a financially stressful time of the year. There's a lot of pressure to buy certain things or you're invited and obligated to buy gifts for certain parties. You want to show appreciation to the people that you love the most. If you have kids, you want to make sure that they're having a good holiday season, a good Christmas, that they are able to get some of the things that they want and need. And that's on top of the inflation that we've been experiencing and high interest rates for homes and all of the other financial stressors that we have been going through this year. I know that now, more than in a very long time, people are very stressed about money. And in my personal life, I know several people who have really been struggling financially and the stress that it's caused, the panic that they are experiencing about Christmas. And I know these feelings very well because of my experience being without a lot of money and around the holidays. I just talked about this in my episode about the Christmas jar, how my husband and I had no money to buy each other gifts one Christmas when he was unemployed. And it was really hard trying to figure out how we could give gifts because a lot of people will suggest giving gifts that you make to save money. And I think that's a a wonderful suggestion. I think handmade gifts are great. And I think that it can save money, but not that it always does. And you also have to factor in the cost of supplies. So it's not always a viable option for people. So I just wanted to put out this episode and talk about some of the major differences that I've noticed between being financially stretched and being more financially stable. Because When all those years where we were living paycheck to paycheck, I thought it was a me problem. I would look at our bills and I would look at our paycheck 
and our bills always added up to more than the pay coming in. And it was kind of a complicated situation because we only have one car. We've only had one car the entire time we've been married, seven years. And so me working, we've had to, any time that I've considered working or any time that I've had to work, I've had to work around my husband's schedule because otherwise we would have to buy a car and then we'd have a car payment on top of a a second car payment on top of the bills that we were already struggling to afford. Then you have kids and you've got to factor in childcare. And a lot of the time, childcare is about the same expense as someone working. And so it doesn't really make sense to send both parents to work if one's entire salary is just barely covering the childcare. And so I would go over our bills and write them all out, and then write out the paycheck, and I would try to make them match up, and they just never did. And it wasn't until my husband got a job, got his most recent job, that I was finally able to put together a budget of all of our bills, budget out how much was reasonable to spend on groceries and gas and and other things, And finally be able to properly budget. Now, I know that's not everyone's problem. I know that there are the people who make enough money but are still living paycheck to paycheck because they aren't budgeting. And if that is you, I would highly recommend putting together a budget, a reasonable budget, looking over your past month's expenses about how much you spend on groceries about how much you spend on gas at each month and accounting for each portion of your paycheck and where it should go and putting away your savings investing whatever else you're doing because if you're if you don't have a budget but you're making enough to cover all your bills and you're still wondering where all your money's going then that is a problem that you can take care of. But for the people who are seeing a discrepancy between the money that you're bringing in and the money that you need to cover things, I don't have the answer for you about how to make it match up. I just have my experiences to be able to say, you're not alone. And you're not crazy for feeling stressed out. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling irritable, because the weight of those things is so heavy. And something else that I've noticed, as we were finally able to budget with my husband's new job and have money set aside for different things and to be able to cover our bills, we were finally able to take care of certain things that we had put off for a long time. For the majority of our marriage, when it came to birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, our list would mostly include the things that we needed because that was the only time that we had extra funds or people asking us what we would like for Christmas and we could say, we really need new shoes. 
We really need new clothes. We could use some money to be able to go on a date because we cannot afford to go on a date within our own budget. Any of those other needs, something that I haven't been able to take care of until now is therapy, personal therapy. So within our insurance, therapy would mostly be covered. However, there's been a lack of therapists And so we were going to have to, we had to pay out of pocket to go to a different therapist if we wanted to get therapy. And both my husband and me needed therapy. I also have a lot of back and neck problems. And this year I was finally able to go to the chiropractor consistently so that my back and neck wouldn't be bothering me all the time. It also has allowed me to experience way less migraines. So my quality of life has improved. Not only that, but my husband and I both had dental needs that were not covered by our insurance that we couldn't afford to take care of until now. And so when people say money doesn't buy happiness, sure, there may be some truth to that, but also money can improve quality of life. It's not like my husband is suddenly bringing in all of this cash and we're super well off and can do whatever we want. No, we're still slowly building our savings. Things are a lot more expensive now, so we've been putting so we've had to spend extra money on groceries and on clothing and household items, and gas has been up and down. So our money isn't going as far as it would have a few years ago. But we also have a lot less general worries. This year, something I was able to take care of is I had a cavity that when I initially got it checked out, it needed to be filled, but it was going to cost $100 out of pocket to be able to fix it. And $100 sounds like almost nothing to fix a tooth, but at that time, that $100 was going to be half of our groceries. It was going to be a couple tanks of gas. It was going to be a large part of our Christmas. There were so many things that that $100 needed to go to that we just couldn't justify it being spent on that at that time. And so I had to let it go for five years. And I feel a little embarrassed almost saying that, but I just really want to get across the point that money struggles are hard. And often when you look online and you see people on social media or when you see things advertised to you, or even when you see your neighbor who's maybe a little, well, like a little better off than you, it can feel very lonely not having the money to meet your needs. When my husband and I were a young couple, we would often get invited out on double dates, and we really wanted to make some friends, but they would suggest going somewhere to eat out or going to the movies, going to do an activity like bowling or mini golf, 
And we had such a hard time trying to make plans because we knew we couldn't afford to do that. And so we often would end up saying no, declining the offers, or canceling. And then you feel even more isolated because you aren't making friends. Again, you don't always have to do things that require money. There are other options. But the point that I'm trying to get at is that you don't feel like you can participate in so many different things. Family dinners are something that's very common in my husband's side of the family and we live close by them. For years, we have been invited over for all kinds of family dinners for different occasions. Birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, family visiting in town. And usually we have a potluck style dinner where everyone brings something with them. That's a reasonable ask. But I can't tell you how many times that I have felt a pit in my stomach being asked to bring something for a large amount of people. And even though we're being fed a good dinner, probably better than we'd eat at home, and even though everyone is contributing a little bit, we often did not really have the money in our budget to bring food to a family function. It felt like when we needed to bring something, that we would then have to go without something else we needed ourselves. And I, I grew up being taught that you bring things to parties. That's the polite thing to do. I mean, of course, always ask what it is that you can bring. But that's something that has been taught to me from the time that I was little. So I always wanted to be polite like I had been taught to and to participate and relieve some of the pressure by contributing. But I also always hated trying to find something to bring that wouldn't in turn make it so that we didn't have something to eat on another day. One problem that my husband and I often ran into is because our paychecks wouldn't because our paychecks were not covering everything that we needed. And I'm talking basic needs, like no subscriptions. We only had the one car payment for a good car that we got for a good deal. We had the best deal on phones that we could get. We didn't buy the top of the line phones, even in the in our phone plan. We would shop around and try to make sure that we were getting the best deal I often would use coupons and coupon saving apps to be able to get free food or a discount. We would stay home from things that we didn't have to use extra gas. That was actually another part of being invited out is feeling like we could not spend the money on gas to go wherever it is that we were being invited to go. If we needed new clothes, I would debate with myself for a very long time. Should I buy these pants that I really need or not? I can probably make do with what I have, even if it was old, even if it didn't fit right. When my weight was fluctuating from having kids, I felt like I could never 
have clothes that fit me well and that I actually liked because things would fit me differently and then I wouldn't, but I didn't feel like I could go buy something that fit me better. I would do the same thing with things that we needed at home. So if we were running out of soap, I would write it down on my grocery list, but before I bought it at the store, I would think about it in my head. Can we make it another week without buying soap? Do we have enough to last us for one more week? And with with condiments and things in the fridge, it would be, can we get these last drops out of the ketchup bottle? And any time food was wasted because we were full or we forgot to use it before it went bad, it felt like a point of contention between me and my husband because I was very aware of how much money we had and I'm the one who does the bills and does the grocery shopping. And so I would feel stressed about wasted food. There was one time actually, my husband and I were newly married and we had just gone grocery shopping. We really didn't have the money to go grocery shopping, but we bought a few things that we needed. And as we were getting the groceries out of the car, our gallon of milk fell onto the ground and spilled everywhere. And I started crying and my husband just kind of laughed because I was spilling, I was crying over spilled milk, which is so cliche, but it was painful to see those $2 worth of milk all over the ground because we literally did not have more money to buy milk. There was another time when we hadn't gone grocery shopping because we really didn't have the money and so we were scavenging our house to see what we could buy or what we could eat for dinner and we ended up cooking up some corn tortillas as tortilla chips and cooked up some bacon and that was our dinner because that's all we had and we would eat ramen, pasta, the the, the cheapest foods that we could and oh and So most of the time, most of the time when we were living paycheck to paycheck, we got into a bad habit of putting our groceries onto our credit card because we were waiting for the next paycheck to come in so that we could afford the groceries. I do not ever recommend doing that unless you absolutely have to because then We carried credit card debt for a long time for necessities, but then we have that monthly credit card payment that we're trying to pay off for groceries that are long gone. Unfortunately, though, that's the situation we were in because we just didn't have any money in our account to be able to cover the groceries. That was actually the majority, the majority of our credit card debt in our marriage has been from paying for groceries and I I don't cook with meat every day of the week I I, we only do it a couple times a week maybe I buy mostly store brand items 
I tried to buy a lot of produce, including frozen, because that is often cheaper and it'll last longer. I, again, I used a lot of coupon coupons and savings apps and I would try to get our groceries as minimal as possible. For for a long time, we would only spend about $200 a month on groceries. And this wasn't, I mean, we've only been married for seven years, so that's not that long. For perspective, I now average about $1,000 on groceries a month for our family of four. And we have young children, not teenagers who eat a lot. We actually, we got approved for food stamps while my husband was unemployed and it was the biggest blessing because for the first time, oh man, I'm kind of feeling like the tears coming up, but when we got approved for that, we were, we were finally able to buy groceries that we wanted and that were satisfying to us. Again, I would not buy a lot of meat because it's one of the most expensive items that you can get. There were many times where I would debate whether or not I should buy chicken that that week or not, buy ground beef or not. Um, I remember one time in particular, I really wanted to buy a bag of frozen chicken, but it was going to cost about $20. And I didn't have $20 for that bag of chicken. And this was at Costco, so it was a a large amount of chicken. But I was shopping with my mother-in-law, and she actually bought that bag of frozen chicken for us. And it was just like the biggest blessing. But to get back to the food stamps, when we got them, I was able to buy snacks that we wanted. I didn't feel bad for making a more expensive meal here and there, like a pot roast. I felt like I could buy more cheeses and just like the, the things like the, the things that felt like extras at the grocery store. And we were so, so grateful to be able to use them. And, you know, I know that there's been stigmas here and there about having to use food stamps, but honestly, when you're in that position, of not being able to afford things, having your groceries paid for or being able to go to food banks or other things, like, it's huge. And I know for me, being able to eat food that satisfies my needs, food that I actually like, um, a variety so that I'm getting different nutrients. Like I can feel when my body isn't getting certain nutrients because I'll start to crave something in particular. And being able to buy the food at the store that satisfies that craving was just such a blessing. I highly recommend applying if you are in the need. It's worth seeing for sure. So all of these things that I noticed, or all of these things that were really difficult when we were struggling or when we were going through that period of time of unemployment, I have noticed like the direct opposite blessings that have come from 
being able to maintain a budget and being able to cover our bills. And I've noticed that although we still have other struggles, although emergencies still come up, like earlier this year we had about $6,000 worth of expenses that hit all in one month and that was hard and it was stressful and it wasn't easy to go and have to pay for car repairs and a new computer for my husband's job because his had died and all of the other expenses that had accumulated. So we still have stress, financial stress, and we still, there's, there's still things that we struggle with. Like we look forward to being able to own a home at some point, we hope. Um, but it's nice not to have that heavy burden from day to day looming over us and worrying about any potential little thing that could happen. A pair of ripped jeans? Okay, let's go buy a new pair of jeans. The kids grow out of their clothes? Okay, we've got to go and replace them. We have a dinner party coming up. Okay, let's make sure that we buy the thing at the store that we need to be able to take to the dinner. And so money money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but mo- having money can improve your life. And so that's that's kind of where I disagree with that sentiment. So for any of you who are struggling with finances over the holidays or for this year or just going through a rough patch, I feel for you. Know you're not alone and that there's a lot more people out there who are struggling with the same exact things that you are, even though it may not always feel like it, even though it may not always look like it. And for any of you who are able to support those in need. I think the best advice that I can give is to ask them how you can best support them. There have been a few times where my husband and I have really been struggling and the best gift that people have given is money towards those needs. And it doesn't have to be direct cash, although sometimes that really is helpful. There have been plenty of times that we've had to use money that we were given as gifts to be able to pay for our bills, but we've had groceries delivered to our home for us. I've been given gift cards to places where I can buy clothing. I've had people buy clothing for my children, which has been a huge blessing. Or even if you see something being given away and you know somebody who might need it, you can reach out. They can always decline, but just knowing that they have somebody looking out for them and thinking of them and wanting to support them in a hard time can really make a difference. I hope that no matter what your financial situation is right now, that you can find joy and find ways to make this season special for you and that you can learn to escape some of that burden or that stress that you feel and just let go a little bit. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I'll catch you in the next one.